The views and opinions expressed are for general informational purposes only. Consult with your physician or medical health care provider for medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment. Today, we talk about a women-led organization, The Links Incorporated, and the health and wellness initiatives that they are doing in our community and nationally as well. Joining us is Dr. Ruth Quarles, a board-certified family medicine physician here in our Northeast Ohio area. She's also a long-time Youngstown Chapter Links member. She will be sharing with us today the importance of kidney health and what we can do to be proactive in taking care of our health and well-being. Dr. Quarles will talk more about the Links Black Care Initiative. Black Care, K-A-R-E, Initiative, which raise awareness of chronic kidney disease in our black community. All this and more on It's All About Health and Fitness. Welcome to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. This program is brought to you by Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum. Now here's your host, Vicki Doe and D. Banks-Bright. I'm Dr. Vicki Haywood-Doe, and with me is the one and only Dr. Virginia D. Banks-Bright. How are you today? Hi. I'm doing good, Vicki. How about yourself? I am doing great, and it's sunshiny, so I feel good. It is. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I feel good today. Today is episode 227. We're going to talk about women. Yeah, this is uh, just a few few days ago, maybe yesterday, I can't remember, we were talking about the International Women's Day. And so it makes sense that today we talk about um, a women-led organization, The Links, right? Yeah, yeah. The Links. And today we're going to talk about The Links and the health and wellness initiatives that they are doing um, nationally. And so the Links Incorporated is an international not-for-profit corporation established in 1946. And the membership consists of more than 16,000 professional women of African descent in 192 chapters located in 41 states, the District of Columbia, the Commonwealth of the Bahamas, and the United Kingdom. It is one of the nation's oldest and largest volunteer service organization of extraordinary women who are committed to enriching, sustaining, and ensuring the culture and the economic survival of African Americans and other persons of African ancestry. Now joining us is Dr. Ruth Quarles, a board certified family medicine physician here in our area, Northeast Ohio, Cortland, Ohio. She's a longtime Youngstown Chapter Links member and she will share with us today some of the health and wellness initiatives that the Links are focusing on so that we can join in and spread the word as well. And we can't wait to hear from her later on in this episode, right, Dee? Absolutely. Yes. And so I want to encourage all of you, make sure, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. It's all about health and fitness. Vicky Doe Fitness on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or on any of the platforms that you listen to your podcast. And when you subscribe, you will be notified first when we post a new show. You will be able to listen, learn, and experience our shows where we are bringing in guests like today. And we talk about things. We talk about things that are important for our health and our well-being and our community. And as you know, we do not just talk about physical health. We talk about things that we can do to preserve our mental health as well. We believe in total well-being, 
That is having a holistic approach to healthy living. So make sure, make sure you do not miss any of our shows and subscribe today. And last but not least, go on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review for the show. And we know that you're going to do that because when you do that, that is how we grow and increase our listeners. And so we appreciate you. And as always, Dee, what do we say? Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Well, Dee, like the saying goes, you know, I'm getting ready so I can be ready and then I'm going to stay ready. I'm happy. I'm proud of you, my sister. So I'm staying ready. Absolutely proud of you. So then, the question is, well, what are you staying ready for? For what? Yes. Well, for for this cleaning, this spring cleaning, because you know, every every time it comes around, I do a little something, something, and then by this time, I look. My room, I got a room where Andrea's room full of stuff that she didn't want to take with her. And then uh, Natalie got stuff full of stuff she didn't want to take with her. And I'm like, you know what? My place is like a storage for folk. Let me get to clean this thing here. I'm cleaning this out. I like that, too. I was looking at some stuff the other day, and I was like, it's been here now 10 years. If they had wanted it, they would have come and gotten it. So goodbye. Felicia. That's it. <laughs> That's exactly it. If That's they it. Had wanted it, they would have come and gotten it. So I'm out. I got to, you know, as you say, I got to start purging. And I look around, I want to do some painting mm-hmm. of my uh, house, you know, painting of some of the rooms. And like you say, just do some spring cleaning kind of things. But you can't do stuff if everybody's dumped everything in your house. That's it. It's like a dumping ground. I mean, really? I know. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. So that's what. So, yeah. Yeah. So when I do all that, I'm like I said, I'm going to have a new house and a new me. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm marching out of here with a bunch of boxes. That's it. That's exactly it. I know. So so how was your week then, though? How was your week? Uh, My week? Good. Uh, one of the things that I did do last week, I went to the Canton Symphony, and what was a very poignant moment was um, they they were playing a Russian composer, Prokofiev, and this, instead of canceling, you know, everybody talks about cancel culture now, instead of canceling the piece, the Russian Prokofiev piece, the conductor, Maestro Zimmerman, decided to play uh, the Ukrainian national anthem. And I thought that was really poignant. He says, I wanted to do that because that was my, you know, Pocopia mm. was born in the 1800s. He didn't have anything to do with this right now. Right. And he said, I wanted to play the Ukrainian symphony because, I mean, uh, national anthem, because I think that's more important for right now to show our solidarity with Ukraine. So okay, I thought yes. that was really good. So that, yeah. was, that was kind of a highlight of the weekend. Yeah. Okay. So that was good. Well, that's great. Yeah. Well, Dee, what is going on this week? <laughs> everything, Vicki, everything for sure. Yes. And so, like I said, you know, I kept seeing that, you know, we are so, well, this month is Women's History Month, but also we have an International Women's Day. And so I said, you know what, on our show, we're going to give a shout out to all of the women that are doing business today, the women businesses. And so there is an article that was on a real popular blog. The blog is called, and the website is called Live Your Dream. And the article is called Harnessing the Power of Women-Owned Businesses. And it talks about, you know, about how that we are, because I have my business, Vicky Doe Fitness. We're the health and wellness business. Yeah. Yes. And so it's like women-owned businesses, and this is what the the article was saying, you know, it they haven't always been the norm. And for many years, women struggled to create their own business and bring it to life. Obstacles in diversity and equality made it nearly impossible for females to succeed in the business world. But that is no longer the case. Women have a powerful impact 
on business. And today, women have a powerful impact on business as of 2021. 31% of small businesses or franchises in the U.S. were owned and operated by women. Additionally, the 11.6 million firms owned by women across the uh, country generate $1.7 trillion in sales. And the best part, that number is expected to grow as more women across the country and the globe start to take advantage of a more even playing field. And so it really, I want you guys to go and check out this um, website, um, Live Your Dream, and it talks about resources. You know, there are now multiple government resources and private institutions that are dedicated to diverse businesses and equality. These resources have made it easier for women to realize their dreams and establish successful companies. If you're still on the fence about starting a business of your own or you're not sure how to get started, they'll cover some of those resources. So it's important that you go to this uh, article and the website, Harnessing the Power of Women-Owned Businesses, Live Your Dream. And so, yeah, let's move forward. Uh, yay to the women out there, women businesses, right, D? <laughs> Absolutely yay to the women businesses. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes, yes, Absolutely. yes, yes. Absolutely. Well, you know, speaking of women, we got to talk about Brittany. Brittany, oh, what's her name? Grinner? Man. Yes. Brittany Grinner. Grinner, Grinner. She um basketball star, and we just heard this past week that she's detained in Russia. And, uh, you know, all her supporters and, you know, people in the United States are trying to get her out. Apparently what happened was the, she was detained in Russia over drug charges. Mm. And... They showed a picture of her going through the, you know, uh, PSA line, and uh, they stopped her, and she, um, I mean, you see them cutting open a bag, and allegedly she had some cannabis oil in this packet in her luggage. And so, you know, of course, they're accusing her of smuggling significant, significant amounts of, of this narcotic substance. Now, mm -hmm. Russia, now this is the, going into the second week, Mm -hmm. Russia's invasion of Ukraine brought forth global condemnation from governments and peoples alike who have since boycotted Russian goods, frozen, frozen Russian assets, the banking systems, enacted crippling sanctions, and amid the growing economic repercussions, families and supporters of Grinner and other detained Americans like Trevor Reed and Paul Whelan are working to free their loved ones as diplomatic channels state. I mean, you know, in the sanctions, McDonald's mm -hmm. uh, today just stopped, uh, you know, services like TikTok and all these other places mm. that have pulled out. Reed, who's 30, and Whelan, 52, Griner, 31, were arrested and convicted separately for alleged crimes they've emphatically denied well before this invasion into Ukraine. And the pair remain in prison serving extended sentences denounced by the United States. Here's what we know so far. Her whereabouts haven't been shared. She's a two-time Olympic basketball gold medalist, and she's a star player in the United States and Russia. And apparently they go over to Russia because they can't make the kind of money that they make in the United States. Mm. And she's been a regular centerpiece and successes of her teams and WNBA's Phoenix Mercury and the Russian club UMMC in uh, Ekaterinburg. Mm -hmm. uh, many details, like I said, remain in question. Biden is trying to, with his Biden administration, is trying to work on getting her out. Uh, Sheila, Representative Sheila Lee, Sheila Jackson Lee, who's from her hometown of Houston, has spoken out about how she needs to get out or be brought out. And everybody's worried that she's going to be used as a pawn mm -hmm. in this whole situation. And so it's just a sad and uh, alarming situation for her now to be caught up in this situation you know and it's just it's just one of those kind of things where i remember coming through customs in morocco vicky mm -hmm. several years ago mm -hmm. i mean i went through my purse and not that i was bringing any contraband but you know you just double triple quadruple check 
And I'm going through customs, I'm going through customs, and all of a sudden they stopped me, and I'm like, oh, my God, what do I have in there? Because, you know, you never know what. Right. And they took out, they found what they pulled out of my bag was tweezers. Okay. Tweezers. Yes. I couldn't go through the line with tweezers. So, you know, in these foreign countries, yeah. you just have to be careful about anything, you mm-hmm. know, that you bring through, whether you think it's contraband or not. And so her wife, who um, has, you know, has been, I guess I saw today, mm-hmm. uh, early this morning, there's a sports columnist that has started a huge petition. Okay. And I guess as of this morning, there were like 30,000 people that had signed it. So let's just say some prayers that we can get all of them out of there. I know that's ooh, that's bad, and that's up to what ten years that what she what they oh, accusing yeah. her oh, for? Oh yeah, and that's oh, in yeah. the Russian prison, so you know. Oh yeah, it's just terrible. I know, yeah. and see, but, and and then uh-huh. now in the middle of this situation, and and in the middle of this situation, which mm-hmm. makes it worse, makes it worse because they ain't thinking about yeah. uh, uh, her. No, 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 and that's terrible. That's terrible. No. But they mm-hmm. but this was not going into Russia. This was leaving. So she got it somewhere there Ooh. or something, she right? She was coming out. She was coming out of Russia. Exactly. She was coming out. So apparently she got it there. So, mm. you know, it's just a, a, just a tragic, like I said, when you, the government, but the United States government tells you mm-hmm. long before all of this happened, do not have any kind of contraband cannabis, any kind of thing that could be misconstrued. I remember, and I could prolong this, I remember my mom was coming back with us from Europe one time, mm-hmm. and she had all her pills in a little handy, handy bag, you know, one of those little plastic oh, okay. bags. Okay, okay. Technically, you're supposed to have all your medicine in a separate container. Mm. They pulled my mother out of line when she got to New York, and she had to account for all the pills, and they would not let us go back there with her and help her out. They pulled us out of line, put us in a separate room, and pulled my mother into a separate room because she didn't have her high blood pressure medicines and all that. So these people are not playing when you go to TSA or Customs. Oh, wow. And so the government tells you when you're coming in and out of these countries, you got to be squeaky clean. I mean, I don't know if you've ever come back from Jamaica. You don't have anything in your bag. You don't think. Hopefully so, nobody dusted something on your bag. But the dogs go in and out around your bag. They have your bag standing next to you, Vicky, and they got these big German shepherds going in and around and in and around. I know. So mm. these people are not playing. No, they're not. You know, you know the Russians not you know the Russians aren't playing. So I just hope that something will be able to happen to get her get her out of there. And get the other two guys out of there as well. As well, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, it's always something, isn't it, right? Always something, Vicky. always something. Always something. Well, I've always asked, Dee, but do you have any of the latest or not yet or not today? Yeah, no, no, no. Only thing I can say is it looks like we're turning the corner a little bit, uh, but, you know, stay tuned. Keep your mask on. Keep your mask on. Keep your mask on. That's good. So so I guess cases are going, the COVID cases are going down, huh? No question. Dropping precipitously. I didn't have one case this past weekend. Oh, uh, well, that's awesome. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dee. <laughs> you are welcome. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Vicki Haywood-Doe. I just wanted to break in for a quick second and introduce to you the sponsor and creator of this show. It's the company I own, Haywood Doe Consulting Co., doing business as Vicky Doe Fitness. We are a health and wellness consulting company that specializes in designing and implementing medically integrated applied exercise physiology-based fitness wellness programs, initiatives, events, health promotion, and health education for special populations such as older folks, children, adolescents, overweight and obese individuals, cardiac rehab, women's health, and those who have chronic diseases. We have a team and network of healthcare professionals based out of Northeast Ohio, and we've worked with many companies, schools, churches, and organizations.
If your goal is to transform your life by taking a holistic approach to living a life of health and total well-being, get in touch with us at info at To find out more about our own site and online programs and services, go to vikidofitness.com. And now back to the show. Well, today we talk about the links, the links Inc. Incorporated and the health and wellness initiatives that they are doing nationally. And the links Incorporated is an international not-for-profit corporation established in 1946. The membership consists of more than 16,000 professional women of African descent in 292 chapters located in 41 states, the District of Columbia, the Commonwealth of the Bahamas, and the United Kingdom. Now joining us today is Dr. Ru Quarles, a board-certified family medicine physician and a longtime member of the Youngstown Chapter Links. She will talk with us about the health and wellness initiatives that this organization is doing and how we can get involved today. So let's listen to our interview with Dr. Ruth Quarles. Here with us today is Dr. Ruth Quarles, a family medicine physician in Cortland, Ohio. She is a board-certified family medicine physician, and she enjoys spending time doing emergency uh, medicine and working in urgent care facilities. Dr. Qualls graduated from Meharry Medical College in Nashville, Tennessee, and completed her residency at Mercy Hospital in Toledo, Ohio. She is a longtime member of the Youngstown, Ohio chapter of the Lynx Incorporated, where she enjoys being involved in the many initiatives that emphasize women's health issues. Dr. Quarles has been um, practicing medicine for more than 40 years. Now today, Dr. Quarles will share her personal story with us and will also talk about the Lynx Incorporated and some of the great things, the chapter that she belongs to in Youngstown, Ohio, some of the things that they are doing to address health and wellness in our community, our black community. So how are you today, Dr. Quarles, Dr. Ruth? I am very well. And how are both of you today? We're doing great. We're excited to have you here with us today. Yes, thank we you, are. And thank you for the opportunity. Let's start out today. Why don't you tell us your story and how you decided to become a um, physician and then, you know, specializing in family medicine? Well, uh, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. I was born and educated there. I grew up feeling like I wanted to be a pediatrician. So when I was little and people would ask me what I was going to be when I grew up, I always said pediatrician physician. And I don't know where that came from. I, I really can't explain it, but that was what happened. Uh, so I pursued medicine. I was a chemistry major at Fisk University. Got my undergrad degree there and also got a master's at Fisk. And I went to Meharry Medical College. By the time I finished Meharry, I wasn't looking at pediatrics. Uh, I, I was loving surgery. So I got to Youngstown, Ohio to do a surgery residency. But that got, that got delayed. I had to do some time with the public health service, and I spent that time in Philadelphia, Mississippi, on a Choctaw Indian reservation. And that was, oh, that wow. was, a, real, yeah, that was a real experience. Um, wow. I had never, never lived in the Deep South before, so that was an experience. Um, and just living and absorbing the culture of the Indians was an experience as well. And I'm not sure how, how much you know about the whole Indian experience, but the Choctaw Indians were more towards the um, south, southeast. And what happened was, with the Trail of Tears, they were relocated I was just wondering about that. Right, to right. Oklahoma. And mm-hmm. during that, unfortunately, they, they moved the Indians out to make that trip too late in the year, 
And so a lot of them uh, could not make the trip. And so what happened was, because some of them were so ill, they, uh, they, they were sort of stuck in Mississippi, and they developed a reservation there, and there was a Mississippi band of Choctaw Indians. The stronger ones were able to carry on to Oklahoma, and so then you had the Oklahoma band of Choctaw Indians. Mm. It was actually two tribes, their relatives, that were split between the two, two reservations. So it was a unique experience. I finished my time there, and then I completed my residency at uh, Mercy Hospital in Toledo, Ohio, and I finished in family practice. After I, um, after I was doing my residency, I realized that I didn't want a traditional medical practice. So um, what I did was um, I just started working in emergency rooms, and I did that for a good long time and ultimately started to uh, work at an urgent care center. And I have been where I am now at Trumbull Mahoney Medical Group. This is my 31st year here. Mm. So that's oh, wow. pretty much my story. Mm, wow. That's pretty much wow. my story. So I'm sure you've seen a lot, haven't you? <laughs> yes. Yes, I've, I've had some experiences. I've had some experiences. Dr. Ruth, I have a question about, because I, I, when I practiced in Minnesota, we had the Lakota Indians. So did you see a lot of health care disparities when you were practicing oh, the Choctaw Indians? Absolutely. There was a high rate of diabetes and high blood pressure. Uh, alcohol was a major issue on the reservation. There, um, there, were, there were a lot of issues. And this was rural Mississippi, so there wasn't a lot of uh, high-tech uh, uh-huh. things. So yeah. uh, most, if anybody was critically sick, they had to go to either Jackson or a smaller hospital in Meridian, Mississippi. So wow. it was way out in the boondocks, huh? Wow. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty isolated. Yeah, okay. But with that said then, you know, there are some changes with the um, reservations and stuff like that, but I don't know. Have they really changed? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Since I left the, the reservation in uh, Mississippi, uh-huh. they've gotten gambling, and now they're surrounded by high-rise uh, hotels and that okay. sort of thing, mm-hmm. and um, it's really advanced. Okay. Has the health, the health care is still disparities there? Or? Well, I, I would imagine so. So it's been a lot of years since I was there, and it was a lot of years after I left that we um, that they got gambling, so I haven't been back. Okay. I would think that things have gotten better, but it's hard to say how much better. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the population is still very poor. Mm-hmm. It's still a very rural area, mm-hmm. and um, across the country, um, there are issues with diabetes on the Indian reservation. You have to mm-hmm. you have to consider the fact that um, these are people who worked the land, who uh, lived off the land. Now yeah. they they don't do that. Their bodies, their their metabolism, and all that was built for working the land and doing that, and so. That's no longer consideration in their in their lifestyle, mm-hmm. and also they are at higher risk for diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure, and um, and the like. Okay. Wow, that's mm-hmm. interesting. That is so. Yes. Can you talk with us then? Talk about the links, both of y'all. Okay. Both of y'all yeah, are in the, the links. links in, the links incorporated. <laughs> Doctor. Well, the Links is an organization of professional win, uh, women founded by friends who developed an educational, civic, and intercultural activities uh, to serve their community. They have developed programs to deal with health, finance, and social justice and social issues. We dedicate our time, energy, and finances to help make our communities better. We have donated over a million service hours to the community in uh, their last year. We're very dedicated to making, making and seeing change in our communities. 
the Youngstown chapter has uh, had a number of health initiatives. About 17 years ago, the national organization uh, started a heart health program, and the initiative was to encourage uh, people to, because heart disease is such a big issue in this country, they started a heart health initiative to get people more aware of the signs and symptoms of heart disease and to do something about it. That's just one of the initiatives that the National Link has, has put forward. There are a lot of others. We're, this local chapter is engaged in about four of them, but certainly not all of them. All right. Anything else, Dee? No, I think she, she pretty much, you know, covered it. We, we, there's a huge, you know, I- initiative, lots of initiatives that we've done with respect to that. And I didn't realize that there were that many service hours. That's great. We have to all have 48 hours, a minimum of 48 service hours. So uh, that's a good thing. And so now you have a new initiative, and it focuses on kidney disease. So can you tell us about the initiative and then most especially uh, why is that important, you know, for our community, why we should be aware? Well, the uh, central area and the the organization of links is divided up into regions, and our chapter is a part of the central area. The central area of links got a very large grant to encourage the communities to learn or find out more about kidney disease. What they're interested in is people being aware of how common kidney disease is and how to do something about it. One in seven Americans are at risk or already have chronic kidney disease. One in three African Americans have chronic kidney disease. One-third of the people on dialysis who are currently on dialysis are African-American, but African-Americans only make up about uh, 12% of the population. So a third of the patients who are on dialysis right now are African-American, even though we only make up about 12% of the population. So this grant mm-hmm. was rolled out so that the links could put out information into the community about how important it is for us to deal with our kidney health. That's significant health care mm-hmm. disparity right there. I mean, mm-hmm. that's significant. And so how are you putting the word out? What are, what are you doing? I know this podcast will be one of the ways, but what other stuff yeah. you guys are doing? Well, we're, we're actually having programs. We've had about four already. Mm-hmm. We've got printed material that we're taking to health fairs. We're talking to churches. We have uh, a big billboard over on Market Street okay. uh, that talks about kidney disease. And um, we're just trying to get information into as many hands as we can. Um, people don't realize the importance of a kidney, the role of a kidney. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, you cannot live without either your own kidney or a surrogate kidney. The, the role of the kidney is to remove excess fluid from the body and to remove waste. It has a number of roles, but that's primarily the one it's known for best, removing excess fluid and removing waste in the form of urine. But the kidneys also help to control your blood pressure. The kidneys produce a hormone called erythropoietin, which tells, tells the bone marrow to make red blood cells. So it helps to produce red blood cells and keep you from being anemic. The kidneys help to maintain healthy bone because they make a form of vitamin D. You have to have vitamin D in order to build bone with calcium and phosphorus. So the vitamin D helps to bind the calcium and the phosphorus in the, in the bone to make healthy bones. The kidney also helps to control a balance between the acid and the bases in the blood. If there's an uh, imbalance in too much acid or not enough acid, then it causes the cells to break down more rapidly, and it is toxic to the brain. When cells break down, they produce acid, 
So when you're in a in a diseased state, your body is, is more cells are dying off, more acid is being produced, and if your kidneys aren't up to par, they can't get rid of that excess acid, and it affects your brain, can make you delirious and cause a lot of other complications. So the role of the kidney is really vast, um, not just making urine. A person um, wants to check and see if, you know, what okay. tests do they take? What do they do? All right. Here's what we need to consider. Mm-hmm. The forms of kidney disease. When your kidneys start to decline, it's called chronic kidney disease or chronic renal disease. Kidney and renal are terms that are interchangeable. You may, some people may say one, they're interchangeable. But what that means is the kidney is no longer filtering the blood adequately and they're not removing as much fluid and waste as is necessary. As the function of the kidney declines, the body retains more and more fluid and more and more waste products and the individual becomes more ill. This chronic renal disease, A person can be in that state, they can have that diagnosis, chronic renal disease, for years and not need any intervention other than watching what they eat and drink and medication and being careful. It is when you go from chronic renal disease to end-stage renal disease that you have to have intervention. So as as you progress through life, all of our kidneys will decrease in function That doesn't mean that we're going to need dialysis. And even a percentage of the population who has known chronic kidney disease, many, many of those people will never need dialysis, will never need a kidney transplant if they intervene and stop the progression. So that's that's what we're all about. So we want people to know about the signs and symptoms of kidney disease, as well as the risk factors for kidney disease. So let's talk about the risk factors for kidney disease. Being African American, Native American, and Asian American all put you at increased risk of developing chronic renal disease. Remember, that's not needing a dialysis. That's a decline in renal function. Other risk factors, and here are two of the major risk factors associated with kidney disease, diabetes and high blood pressure. Those are two of the major things. Diabetes at the top and then high blood pressure are two of the major reasons why people end up on dialysis. Other risk factors are smoking, obesity, a family history of kidney disease, abnormal kidneys to begin with. If you were born with abnormal kidneys, or you can be born with only one kidney, and you can, you can live with only one kidney. Being older, so the risk of developing kidney disease increases as you age. The frequent use of certain medications can damage the kidneys, and that's critical. Those particular medications, and they unfortunately are readily available over the counter, can greatly decrease the renal function, and those are anti-inflammatories, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. So those are the risk factors, diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, smoking, obesity, race, family history, abnormal kidney structure, get it being older, and uh, the frequent use of certain over-the-counter medications. So if you have any of those risk factors, it doesn't mean you have kidney disease. It means that you have an increased risk of developing kidney disease. So what do you look for? This is critical. You, you have this information. Maybe you don't have any of those risk factors. That doesn't mean you don't have some, some kidney issues. So what do we look for in symptoms? There are nonspecific symptoms and symptoms that are classic for kidney disease. So nonspecific symptoms mean, means that you can have these symptoms in, in, in lots of other conditions. Nausea, vomiting, loss of appetite, fatigue, weakness, sleeping problems. The muscle cramps, those are all nonspecific. 
You can have those symptoms with lots of other diseases, but you can have them with renal disease. More specific symptoms are urinating more or less than usual, swelling of your feet and hands, dry skin, shortness of breath, chest pain, and changes in your urine. One of the classic things you see with renal failure is foamy or bubbly urine. And this one symptom gets a lot of people into the doctor's office. If you urinate and you see bubbles or foam in the toilet after you void, that is an indication that your kidneys are letting out more protein into the urine than it should. That is a sign of kidney failure. So watching for bubbly urine, blood in the urine, cloudy urine, those are all more specific signs of kidney disease. So urinating less or more, swelling of the feet and hands, and later down the line, when the disease is more progressed, you'll have swelling in the face first thing in the morning. Dry skin, urine changes, blood in the urine, concentrated urine, foamy urine, shortness of breath, and chest pain. So if you put it all together, you're diabetic, you're hypertensive, you got foamy urine, you, you need to move. You need to see your doctor. You need to have some things addressed. So what, what can we do? There are two simple things to do. Have blood work, routine, routine blood work. There are three tests that are on a basic metabolic pro- profile. That's a BUN, creatinine, and glomerular filtration rate. Those are the standard uh, kidney evaluating tests that are done, as well as a urine test. With the urine test, they're able to see whether or not you are spilling, it's called spilling protein. That means the kidney is no longer capable of pulling back the majority of the protein that's in your body, and it's being voided out in your urine. As the disease, as the kidney disease progresses, your kidneys will allow more and more protein to escape, and that is one of the major signs of kidney disease. So having a simple blood test and a urine test are, are excellent at picking up chronic renal disease. simply means going to the doctor, having a couple of tests done. Do they tend to do these, Dr. Ruth, at um, health fairs, or um, is that, a, you know, because a lot of people don't get to their doctors. Have you seen that done at some of the health fairs that, you know, well, people have? It's 300 systems in red. Um, we do, we typically do the blood test. We don't do the urine. If you haven't had any blood work done for a while, just mm-hmm. getting some routine blood work. As I said, these three tests show up on a routine test, and having a urine urine done can greatly aid in the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So what what is the goal? The goal is to have people who are at risk get tested at the earliest possible time to see where you are. If your kidney functions are great, and you don't have any of the major risk factors, then having that test repeated the following year would be a great idea. Also, having you be aware of what, are, what some of the things are that can compromise your kidney function. If you are an at-risk person, what does that mean? You're a person who has some of the risk factors I outlined, diabetes, high blood pressure, smoking, obese, uh, race, family history, older age, those are risk factors. If you are a person who is at risk, you need to watch your diet. It is best to go to a a more plant-based diet, avoid red meat and processed meat. The nitrates that are in some of the processed meat, things like cold cuts and sausage and that sort of thing, are not good. Restrict your salt. Salt is a big thing. Salt makes you retain fluid. The more fluid you retain, the harder your kidneys have to work. Control your blood pressure and control your blood sugar. Remember, diabetes and high blood pressure are two of the major factors that contribute to 
to end-stage renal disease. Avoid the over-the-counter medicine. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you primarily, uh, it's the anti-inflammatory. It's the it's what we take for pain and uh, fever. Ibuprofen, Advil, and Motrin. People don't realize that those are all the same drugs. Ibuprofen is Advil. Ibuprofen is Motrin, and they're all the same thing. They are an anti-inflammatory. They are broken down in the kidney, and they, they can damage further an already compromised kidney. Now, am I saying nobody should ever take these? No. What I'm saying is if you have compromise in your kidney, if your kidney functions are less than they should be, if the doctor says, all right, you've got diabetes, you've got high blood pressure, your kidneys are starting to decline a little bit, those are the drugs you should not take. Ibuprofen, Advil, Aleve, and Motrin. Now, Aleve is a different drug. It's not ibuprofen, but it is an anti-inflammatory, and it should be avoided. However, Tylenol is not in the same class, and you can take Tylenol unless, of course, you have an allergy to it or if you have liver disease because Tylenol is broken down in the liver and not in the kidney. Mm. So if you need something for fever... If you need something for aches and pain and you have some end-stage renal disease, you can take Tylenol because I see a lot of patients that will say, my doctor says I can't take anything over the counter. No, you can't take any of the anti-inflammatories over the counter, but you can take Tylenol. And this is something I don't want people to get confused because I see this a lot. Patients will come in and say, I can't take anything because my kidneys are damaged. If you don't have liver disease and you're not allergic to Tylenol, you can take Tylenol, all right? So those are the goals, to get people who are at risk tested as soon as possible, see if they're at risk for kidney disease, and intervene. What does intervene mean? It means getting your blood pressure under control. If you're not on medicine and you need medicine, you need to get it, you need to take it, and you need to take it on a regular basis. Getting your blood sugar under control. If it's not under control, you know, get some medicine, lose some weight, do some exercise. If you are a smoker, stop smoking. It's not good for any part of your body. You know, one of the things that is so amazing, we push not smoking for the benefit of our lungs, but smoking affects your heart, Mm -hmm. your lungs, your kidney, your small vessels in your fingers and toes. You know, smoking affects your whole body. And it's something, it is a risk factor that we can alter. There's some risk factors you can't change. You can't change your race. You can't change your family history. You can't change the fact that you may have been born with certain uh, genetic predispositions to certain diseases. But smoking is one thing. that It's a horrible thing that we can change. My soapbox on that one, but we want to address as soon as we can, find out, get people treated, get them, get them uh, taken care of. So besides medication, as you progress, there are some people who have kidney disease who uh, don't respond to medication. It's so late in the course of things when they're first diagnosed that there's not much they can do. So what are the alternatives? Uh, peritoneal dialysis. Hemodialysis and a kidney transplant are the are the options for end-stage renal disease. End-stage renal disease means the kidneys no longer function well enough to keep you from being from feeling sick. Remember the toxins build up in your blood. When the cells break down, they produce acid, and protein being broken down produces urea. The urea builds up in the brain and causes people to um, become very confused. It, it causes people to sort of be out of their head when the level of urea is high. And people can function with very small amounts of their kidney working. But what they can't function with is the amount of urea that's in their system. So when the 
uh, urea gets high enough, something has to be done. One of the things that, that I've noticed is peritoneal dialysis is not offered as much to African Americans as the uh, kidney dialysis where you have to go in and go on the machine. And peritoneal dialysis actually is a little easier on the patient, although it, it may not be as effective if you need a lot of dialysis. But it's where you, you can do it at home. Most people who do it do it at night, and um, there's a hookup, and, you know, it's fairly easy. It works much better for people who still maintain jobs where they work during the day and they just do their dialysis at night. But um, these three, the dialysis and the transplant, are for people whose kidneys no longer function enough for them to maintain their lives. There are a couple of other conditions that predispose African Americans to kidney disease. I have not mentioned gout. Gout increases your risk of of kidney disease. And lupus. Lupus is a fairly common. African Americans are three to four times more likely to develop lupus than whites, especially African American women. And lupus affects the, uh, causes inflammation and pain of the skin joints, and it also affects the kidney and the heart. So gout and lupus are other conditions that can affect the kidney. People, some people are born with a lot of cysts or little fluid-filled pockets in the kidneys called polycystic disease, and they are in, at increased risk for kidney failure. And there are other people who have a genetic predisposition. It's called APOL1 mutation, where there's an abnormal gene that puts people at an increased risk for chronic renal disease. So the kidneys, in case you're interested, are about the size of, if you ball up your fist, they're about that size. They're located towards the back of your body. They're on either side of the vertebrae or the backbone. And a lot of people will say, my kidneys hurt, as if that's the only thing that's there. But uh, it is towards the back of the body. I think you have really gone into great details about the kidney for everyone. When you this talk- is great. I forgot a lot of this stuff, too. I know. <laughs> so, so look, when, when you talk about this initiative, you know, how long are you guys going to be the links? How, you know, how long are you going to be, you know, doing this initiative? Does it have a name or, I mean, what's okay. going on? Okay. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Okay. You got a name and a website and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Give so, us that. Give us that. Okay. Uh, this is called Black Care and that's care with a K. It is a four year initiative. We got a large grant to get started and uh, the grants will be reapplied each year. And so based mm-hmm. on how much of the community we're able to reach and how well we do with spending this money, uh, this grant money, it will be rewarded. The company, this is an award from a company, a, a major company that is involved in dialysis, and the goal of this company, it shows um, how forward-thinking and compassion the company uh, is because so many people on dialysis are African-American. The company wanted to reach out to the African-American community to get people to intervene before they wound up on dialysis. And so, so this is a company who's making their money from doing dialysis but because there's such a disparity in the number of African-Americans, they're saying, hey, let's see what we can do. Let's out, reach out to the community and see if we can stop some of these people from developing chronic kidney disease. So the website, and this is a wonderful website. It, there is so much information. There's information for physicians. There's info, information for the public. It's called, and I'm going to read it to you. Okay. It's long. Okay. It's www.pdempowers, and that's www.pdempowers, empowers, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-S, dot com, backslash, black, dash, care, with a K, K-A-R-E. 
So that's www.pdempowers.com backslash black dash care. And as I said, so the website is very user-friendly, and there is, there's, there's loads of information. There's information on um, things, cook, cooking, there's information on um, dialysis, information on diagnosis. It's just a wealth of information. I encourage everyone to go have a look at the website and, and learn more about kidney disease. I wanted to throw out a couple of other things. We also have several other grants. This year, we're having the 17th Annual 300 Sisters in Red program. And our topic this year is the intersect between heart disease and kidney disease. And there is such a connection between those two. But this is the 17th year for 300 Sisters in Red. Mm-hmm. We also have an annual grant that we receive from Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield to help support the 300 Sisters in Red program. Mm-hmm. We have a grant from the state to encourage African Americans to get vaccinated for, for COVID. So that's still not out of, of the picture. And in fact, there's a lot of kidney disease associated with people who have COVID because any kind of infection can affect your kidney. Remember, your, all your blood circulates through your kidneys. So infection in any place in your body can also affect your kidney. We have a grant to distribute information on the risk factors for colon and breast cancer. So the Youngstown chapter of Lynx Incorporated Health and Human Services Committee, we have been rolling. We have been getting information out to the community. We are trying in a, in a major sort of way to address some of the health, health disparities that uh, we see as African-Americans in this community. And, you know, thanks be to God, we are seeing, we are being partnered with people who have um, an interest in seeing that happen mm-hmm. and who have the bucks to stand behind that and, and help the community get this information. So, you know, uh, we're, we're uh, doing a lot. We're trying to make a difference in our community and make a difference in our brothers and sisters. So I hope this information will be helpful to someone. Yes, it will. What do you say, Dee? This, this is fantastic. I, I, kudos to Dr. Quarles. Um, I, I, I want her to brag on herself. Tell us about the award that you just got last week. <laughs> um, oh, well, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm the uh, Warren City Health Director, and I was nominated as a recipient for the Trumbull County uh, African American Achievers Award, as they recognize first responders in the in the medical community. Now, this has been this has been a, a daunting year, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the uh, two years, and uh, no nobody knows that uh, better than Dee, who has been public spokesman, local public spokesman uh, for COVID over the last two years. But COVID has had such an impact on us. It's had an impact on every single aspect of our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, it's affected our jobs. It's affected our homes. It's affected us personally. A lot of people have suffered mental illness. and uh, You know, it, it has just been such a force to be dealt with over the last two years. And uh, we're, luckily, uh, you know, this, this is the first week I have not seen a single positive COVID test. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I, this is the first week since, since we started in this whole COVID thing that I haven't seen a positive patient, and that's a good thing. And it's and it's well needed because it it, it, it has just whipped us down. Mm-hmm. COVID has COVID has been a bear, and so I'm happy to see a little little bit of break from that. We're not done with COVID, not by any stretch of the imagination. If there's anybody out there who hasn't been vaccinated, please go get your vaccination. Because we are going to see COVID again. What do you think, Dee? Oh, I, absolutely. I, you know, I think we need to. We're, we're we're coming out of this, but but because we have just still abysmal rates of vaccination, as as I always say on television, as long as the virus can replicate, it will mutate, and as long as it lands on somebody who's not vaccinated, it'll be with us for a while. Yeah, we're not done with COVID, and we we people need to get vaccinated. You know, if we didn't have a history of vaccinations working, we wouldn't have the confidence 
in this vaccine that we have. You know, we have come through generations of people who have been vaccinated and not gotten sick. You know, chickenpox was devastating to some, but it wasn't devastating to everyone. But we got a vaccine for chickenpox so the kids aren't, you know, out of school and they don't have the bad sores and all that. You know, yep. parents will get their kids vaccinated for chickenpox, but rarely, not saying never, but rarely did, did chick, does chickenpox kill people. Then maybe as an adult it might kill you if you get it and you're immune compromised. But you know, we just need we just need to keep getting our vaccinations. We need to stop this myth. Patients come in and say to me, uh, it's only the people who get vaccinated there that are dying and I say to myself, Where do you get that? And if I hadn't heard it more than once I wouldn't repeat it. I mm. hear that from people. I know. Uh, you I'm glad you're a good messenger too. <laughs> Good messenger, too. This has been great. Yes, it has. And so how do folks, we're going to wrap it up here. Where do you want folks to go? What website and how can they get in touch with um, the links? I know you said the website earlier. Um, is there okay. another one? How? Yes. Well, the Young, Youngstown chapter of links, OhioLinks.com, I think, is the website for the links. Mm-hmm. And um, then the website for the CARES program, I'll give that one more time. Mm-hmm. It's www.tisandpaul.davidempowers.com backslash black dash care with a K, K-A-R-E. And the um, it's uh, youngstownlinks.org. I think it's .org. All right, so this is the end of our session. Do you have anything to add to that, Dee? No, just to remind uh, everybody, like you said, Dr. Quarles, of the 17th year of the 300 Sisters in Red coming up, looking at the crossroads of heart disease and kidney disease. Is that the right time? That's it. That's it. April 23rd. And and you do have to register. And let me just say this. If you you want, you can come up early and have blood work done. There is no charge. There's no charge for any part of the 300 Sisters in Red program. And if you come in fasting, we are doing lab work. It's a great opportunity to have some tests done at no charge. All right. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. This has been pleasant. This has been pleasant. We told you. (laughs) Now this ends our show, Dee. Do you have some tips that we should think about? Um, You know, Dr. Quarles gave an excellent talk to us today about kidney disease and its impact on the African-American community. And I think the take-home messages are we are affected. There are health disparities with respect to kidney disease in the African-American community. And I think she gave us some good pointers about what we should look for, Mm -hmm. the signs and symptoms of kidney disease, and also um, the different types of kidney disease that, that that exist you know, some of the diseases that are associated with kidney disease, um, and to remind us to, you know, go and get checked with our physician. Know your numbers, as we have always said. Yes. You need to go to your physicians and start knowing your numbers of your kidney disease. She talked about the great work that the links are doing with the CARE Project mm-hmm. and, um, and all the work that they're doing there with the great grant that they receive. It's a four-year commitment, which is great for our community. And also 300 Sisters in Red, which is the 17th year of it, will be on April the 23rd. The lecture and topic will be the intersection between kidney disease and heart disease. Yes. And so great things Dr. Ruth Quarles um, taught with us today. And great things that the links are doing, you know. Great things that the links are doing. Absolutely. We always love the things that the links are doing and the service. You know, she was telling yes. us all the service hours that you guys service, do. A million, a million service hours amongst the 16,000 members. A million service hours. So that's great. That is great. We are so glad that she came. And kudos to the initiative, the CARE initiative with a K, right? The CARE yes. initiative. Yes. Yes. For uh, making sure that we are aware of kidney disease the prevalence of kidney disease in our community and what we should do 
to make sure our lifestyle changes. Remember, she she said that was her soapbox, not smoke. Yeah. We always talk about that. Stop smoking, yeah. folks. <laughs> right, exactly. It affects exactly. more lifestyle than just changes. yeah. It affects more right. than just your lungs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's Everything. it. Right. All right. And as always, for more information, go to our website, vickidofitness.com. And remember, if you have any questions, comments, or just something to say, tweet us, email us, go on Facebook, and share with us your thoughts. You've been listening to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. Vicki Doe is owner of Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum, a place to discuss, learn, and participate in healthy living. You can get in touch with Vicki by email at info at vickidofitness.com.